peace, something that we all desire and need. And so we're going to again look at Colossians 3.15. God's word says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which you're also called one body, and be ye thankful. And so I'd like for us to consider tonight some, some of what God's trying to get across to us, that he wants to give us peace. So we'll kind of be looking at three main thoughts here. Peace needed, peace acquired, and peace applied. As we think about the need of peace, of course, let's kind of be sure we know what type of peace we're talking about. Because the Bible, in a sense, in the New Testament, talks about two types of peace. There's the peace with God, and then there's the peace of God. And everybody needs both, but the peace with God, as we know, like it teaches in Romans chapter 5, is that which we receive when we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior. Because like it teaches in Romans chapter 5, that a person that does not know Jesus as his or her Savior is at enmity with God. God says you're enemies. And so therefore, when we put our trust in the shed blood of Jesus Christ, then we, we receive peace with God. God is at peace with us because our sins have been dealt with through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And that's a wonderful thing because, you know, we think about not being at peace with God. Realizing the eternal destiny of hell the lake of, and the lake of fire. But there, so therefore, there's the need for everybody to receive that peace with God. But as we're looking at this particular passage and several other passages, we're going to be looking at the peace of God. That, that sense of everything's okay. That sense that I, I don't have to worry, I don't have to fret, I don't have to be anxious. I can just rest and it all is going to be taken care of. That type of peace that we all need. And you think about it, there is really an awful lot to be anxious about, is there not? An awful lot. I mean, when we think about the things of just ordinary life, about health issues, I mean, am I going to get better or am I going to get sicker? Am I going to be able to you know, get the proper medicine? Or health issues, I mean, uh, uh, wealth issues. Am, what am I going to do when there's too much month at the end of the money? And uh, what are we going to, how am I going to pay all my bills? Or what about the future? What about retirement? What if I get sick, get laid off? And all those things that can, uh, what about my children? <clears throat> Can I be, I mean, what, I'm concerned about my children going to turn out serving the Lord. What happens if they, they reject biblical teaching and go away from the Lord? And all those many things. And then you add on top of that the political situation of our society. I mean, I, we're all on the same page about this. But, you know, if, if the Democrat platform puts to practice even half of what they project. Because I, I looked it up, uh, this one website, where it had a list of all the <coughs> goals of the Democratic platform. If they even implement half of it, things are going to get tough, folks. Things are going to get tough in our society. Uh, the economy is going to go, uh, we're gonna, uh, it's going to go bad. Our religious freedoms are going to start ebbing away. And just, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to change. A lot of things to get anxious about. And that's one reason God says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. You know, God obviously and Jesus obviously think that it's, a, it's an important need for every human being. Because it's mentioned an awful lot in the Bible. It's mentioned in many times. You think about when Jesus, when they announced Jesus' birth to the shepherds, what was one of the things that they said? Let, peace on earth 
And then also Jesus, many times, you read through the Gospels, many times he'll talk to somebody about something and he says, and peace be with you. Go in peace. I, mean, I think also like in John chapter 14, God's word says this. Well, excuse me, we'll go to chapter 16 first. Chapter 16, verse 33, where Jesus said, These things I have spoken unto you, <clears throat> that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I mean, he, he, Jesus was forewarned and said, Look, in the world you're going to have tribulations. You're going to have things that make you anxious. You're going to have things that's going to cause you to want to worry. You're going to have things happen that's going to, take, that's going to be a turmoil in your spirit. But I want you to, but Jesus said, so I've spoken to you. I've told you these things so that you'll have peace. He said, and then he says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And so he's, he's telling us this, that uh, the importance of peace. And then you read all of Pauline epistles. He introduces every one of them grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So to, from that we can just glean that God knows we need peace. It's an important thing so that we may enjoy life as he wants us to enjoy. He doesn't want us fretting. He doesn't want us worrying. He doesn't want us to be anxious. I mean, you think about it like with the Lord Jesus when he's given in the Sermon on the Mount about, you know, worrying about what am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? And he said, look at the sparrows. I mean, think about it. Tomorrow when you're out and about a little bit, if you see a bird flying around, does the, do they look worried? Do they look anxious? They're just flying around, having a good old time, just enjoy, enjoying life as God made them. And so he's trying to illustrate a point to us. God takes care of the sparrows. And if he can take care of a little bird brain, he can take care of the big bird brains. And so that's what God's he's trying to get, illustrate to us. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. I'll take care of you. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And then we even go over to chapter 14, where God says this in verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. As we face the world, all the different possible things that could cause us to be afraid, be fearful, worrisome, anxious, in a turmoil, Jesus is saying, look, I want to give you peace. I want you to be able to enjoy life and have peace. He said, now, not as the world gives you. Now, I thought that was interesting. You know, the world does promise a lot of peace, doesn't it? He said, you want to enjoy life? Then you need more money. We're going to make sure that you are socially secure. Social security. They say it's going to fizzle out in how many years? That's not much security, is it? But that's what the world will try to get us to say. That, that well, we're going to take care of you. That's what the world says. By giving you money, giving you this, and giving you that. There's no real assurance in that. The world will say, you need to get our security system and you can rest at night and be at peace. That's not going to keep the criminals still trying to bust through the window. It might just give you a full warning so you can get your gun out and shoot them. Uh, I know that's not politically correct, but that's, that's scriptural. 
uh, <clears throat> that uh, in the, you look in the Old Testament where it says if somebody breaks in and, and you smite him and he dies as long as he's in the house, you're okay. But if he goes out the, goes out the door and you chase him down, now that's a different story. And so at least that's the way I look at it. Uh, but you know, you know there's, there's no security as far as security says, but it's not going to keep somebody from trying to break in. Oh, and they say, well, you need to have more fun. And so what is Jesus trying to say? He said, not as the world gives you. In other words, the world's promise of peace is not really peace. But Jesus is saying, but what I give you is real peace. So yes, we definitely do need peace. Of course, let me also add something. Let's be careful about evaluating. Sometimes they say, well, you need to take this medicine. That'll relax you and that'll, that'll take care of your worries. Medicine is not the answer, folks. People talk about anxiety attacks. What's that first word? Anxiety. Now, don't misunderstand me. I know and realize there may be some truly physiological aspects of it. But a lot of times what that is is just we just need to trust the Lord. We need to learn to just commit things to the Lord and relax in Him. But anyhow, so that's what the world does. They'll say, well, we'll give you this, we'll give you this, we'll give you this, we'll give you this. But the little Jesus is saying, the world's peace is not real peace. And so I think, well, okay, well, how do I get this peace? How do I get this peace? I'd like for us to consider going back to Colossians chapter 3. And look at the context of what the Lord is saying here. At the beginning of that verse, the chapter, he says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. And I think it's interesting that all of chapter 3 gives us a heavenly perspective about life. He said, if your affection is properly placed, your focus is properly placed, then all of these things will fall in line. I mean, he talks about, again, forgiveness. He talks about our spirit, about anger and those things, how we interact with one another. He talks about putting down the flesh. He talks about a, a, a husband and wife relationships. He talks about our relationship with our children, how we are at work. And he's all, all these things are, you might say, indicative if we get the first two right. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where's our focus? When we start getting worrisome and in a, our heart, our spirit and souls in a turmoil, where's our focus? Where's the focus? Oh my, what am I going to do about this bill? And we'll get all tense up and everything. Our focus is out of focus, is the problem. And so if we get the first part here, that we get the proper heavenly focus, then all these other things will fall in place as they ought. Setting our focus upon things above. Which we're going to expand a little bit more about that. But also then another aspect of how we can acquire peace is he says, verse 15, let, your, let the peace of God rule your hearts through which you're also called. And then it goes right into verse 16 and says, and let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. You know why it's so important to read the word of God? It's so that we may get a proper 
sense of who God is. When we are worrisome, anxious, in a turmoil in our spirits and hearts, it's because we're getting our focus on things and circumstances and we're forgetting about who God is. And so as we get into the Word of God, it, re- it reveals to us who God is <clears throat> and what He can do, what He has done, and what He can do. I mean, if He can feed the sparrow, God says, I can take care of you. If He can feed 5,000, I can take care of you. And if I can turn the rivers of water whithersoever I want, I can take care of the political scene. He said, so as we get into the scriptures, we acquire peace because we get, a, we get a proper focus of who God is, what he can do, what he's all about, what he's trying to accomplish in our lives. And so when we, and so when we get that and we start thinking about that, we have peace. You know, this, this kind of thing of the parallel between like parents and children very seldom do you see little kids worried about the bills. Does Rowan worry about the bills? Okay. Do they, do they worry about where the clothes are going to come from? Are they going to worry about whether the, the power bill is going to be paid? No. Why? Because they trust mommy and daddy, or grandma and grandpa, that they're going to take care of it. They don't think about it. Well, our Heavenly Father is far, 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 far more sufficient than us human parents. And he loves us. I mean, just think about it. I mean, there's, there's a great, great love of a father and a mother for their child. But you know what? God loves us even more. And so when it talks about let the peace of God rule in your hearts and then it says let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, he said, get in the scriptures. When you start getting that turmoil and you start getting anxious, get in the scriptures. It's kind of like that. there's that one song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. I kind of like to rewrite a real phrase. It's not scripture, so I feel like you have a little bit of liberty that way. Because in that song it says, we should never be discouraged. That's not even humanly possible, that we never get discouraged. I think it should be re- 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 rewritten. I'll get in a minute. To say, when we are discouraged, take it to the Lord in prayer. Because that's life. We all deal with it. And so the same thing when we are in turmoil and anxious and bothered and whatever. We just need to go to the Lord and get into the word and really remind ourselves who God is and what he's like and what he can do. Just like I think of also there in Psalm 119, verse 165. It says, great peace have they which love thy law. Great peace have they which love thy law. And nothing shall offend them. In other words, no matter what comes our way, we can handle it because God's word tells us how. God's word reminds us God can take care of this. He can give us peace. He can give us peace. No matter what it may be. I mean, again, this morning in Sunday school, we talked about death. God can give us peace even when we're dealing with death. Because that's the way God he is. 
And so, yes, be in the word of God and see. And then I think of also in Psalm 29. I like this, these two verses. In Psalm 29, the last two verses, it says, The Lord sitteth upon the flood. The Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. He's king. He's king of kings. Lord of lords. He's in charge of it all. And when we remind ourselves of that truth, it can give us peace no matter what the world may throw at us, no matter what the political climate is, no matter what, what's going on. Even in the midst of a, a pandemic, we can have peace because the king of kings, he's in charge of it. I remember I've shared this, I think, with a few of you before. During the Vietnam War, uh, <clears throat> that uh, my brother was there, and, and so it's kind of a special time uh, thinking about. There's this one married couple. He was that was he was in the army, and he had gone to Vietnam, and she was extremely worried and uptight that he might get killed. And sure enough, she gets a telegram: he was killed in action. And she was grieving. About two weeks after he passed, he got this letter. She got this letter that he had written before it happened. And said, and told him, said, honey, if God can guide this vast universe, certainly he can guide the path of one bullet. And that gave her peace. Yeah, she still grieved, but it gave her peace. Knowing that God is in control. And so, let's, that's, so that's why I say be in the scriptures. See God as he is. And then there's that familiar passage that we all know. Philippians chapter 4. Be careful for nothing. But in everything. By prayer or supplication. With thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You know what he's saying there? Pray. When you sense something starting to encroach upon you and start tearing your, you know, tearing your heart up and, and just really like, ugh. God's saying, get down on your knees and pray about it. Of course, what we need to be careful of which has happened to me sometimes, I would get down and I'd pray and pray and pray and i get up and I'm still anxious. What happened? I didn't put my trust in the Lord. I just, just talked a lot. But the, what he's saying is, but when we truly, truly pray and think upon God, because a lot of times what happens when we're praying like that, we're just praying about the problem. We're not trying to get in focus with God and remember who he is and what he can do and his working in our lives. So he said, let in everything, everything. I mean, I even would tell kids, you got a test coming up in math, pray about it. Ask the Lord to give you strength to study and wisdom to, to schedule a proper time to study and that you'll have a clear mind and do your best and just rest in the result. Everything, financial decisions, relationship issues, health issues, take them to the Lord in prayer, he's saying, and the peace of God. 
I mean, you think about it, and it's, it's such a wonderful thing where it talks about here, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding. You know, the, wor- the world cannot understand how we can be peaceful. I mean, see, that's one thing that's also different, I believe, uh, which is a good exhortation for us. Yes, we, we, we don't like the way things are going in our country, certain aspects of it. But we're not out there rioting and looting and everything like that. Why? Because we have a confidence that God's in control. Now, does that mean we don't get involved? Yes, we vote. We, we stand for what's right and things like that. But still, when things beyond our control, we just trust God. And we can have peace that passes all understanding. The world cannot understand how can you be peaceful knowing your wife's dying of cancer. How can you have peace when you know that you, you know, you're going to lose your house? How can you have peace how can, when this is happening or well, that's happening? I don't understand. You know how you have peace? Because you know our God is in control. God's accomplishing his purpose for his glory in our lives. Peace. Pastor all understand. So that's how we get peace. But then let's kind of apply peace. He says there in Colossians 3.15, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. You don't think what the Lord is saying there? When you start sensing that you're getting tense and worrisome and anxious, go to God and let that peace rule and dictate and, and direct your heart's thoughts. Let the, let the peace rule. Don't let, don't let the worry rule you. Don't let the circumstances rule you. Let the peace of God rule you. Let the peace of God, as we put our trust in our loving, sovereign God, and also, as I've mentioned many times, our holy God. You know what's wonderful about knowing that God is a holy God? He does not make any mistakes. How can a perfect God make a mistake? How can we say, Lord, I don't understand. I think you made a mistake here in letting this happen. How can a perfect God make a mistake? Do something wrong. He's holy. He's perfect. No, we don't understand a lot of the things that God does or allows. But we can trust his holiness. He's a perfect God that makes no mistakes. And so let, let the peace of God rule your hearts. And then it goes on and says... Well, before we look at that, I'd like for us to remind ourselves of one verse that's well known to us. In Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect what? Peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. We sing about that tonight. Stayed upon Jehovah. Hearts are fully blessed. And that's what this verse is saying. When we, the God will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on God. Not the circumstances, <clears throat> not the problems, not the what ifs, what about maybes. Our focus stayed upon God. So, how is it applied? Let it rule, keep our minds upon Him. As we read there in Psalm 29, just remembering who God is. And then notice what else it says, and this is important. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also you're called in one body. I thought, what is that particularly saying? To the which also you're called in one body. 
What's he talking about there? I believe that what the Lord is trying to say here is that as Christ, genuine Christianity, not the, as the world thinks of Christianity, but true biblical Christianity, those that are truly saved and part of the body of Christ, what are we saying to the world when we worry like they do? What are we saying to the world when we're just as anxious and upset as they are? So he's saying here, let the peace of God rule the heart which you are called in one body, referred to as the body of Christ. We are to reflect to the world how great our God is by trusting him. Letting his peace rule our hearts, our lives. And that reflects to the world. Man, they've got something I don't have. And what it is is a relationship with God Almighty. <clears throat> that's the reason that's important. And But then in closing... And it says, and be ye thankful. And be ye thankful. Makes me think of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Let's think about that again. In everything. That includes health issues, money issues, relationship issues, country issues, job issues, whatever issues. In everything, give thanks. Well, how do you do that? How can I be thankful? This is really upsetting me. This is bothering me. This is a problem. How can I thank God for this? Well, number one, but remember what the rest of the verse says. For this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus concerning you. Meaning what God might be doing in Don's life might be different than what he's doing in my life. What he might be doing different in Becky's life. Maybe what he be doing different in Danny's life. But our holy perfect God knows what he's doing in every single one of our lives. And therefore when we think about Romans 8.28. For we know that all things work together for what? Good. You say, well, how can this be good? Because God's using it to make us more like Jesus. So by faith, we can be thankful. Lord, I do not understand this. This hurts. I mean, this hurts to the nth degree. I'm not enjoying this. But Lord, because you are a holy, perfect God, loving God, I know your, your plan is to use this in my life somehow. To make me more like Jesus. So therefore Lord I thank you. For this. I thank you by faith. I trust you. What you're doing in my life through this. And so therefore Lord I thank you. You know what that does? That helps eliminate. A bitter spirit against God. It helps us. To have peace. Because we're trusting. God. That he's doing, he, whatever he's doing, he has a plan. He has a purpose. I mean, you think about it as parents. Do we always tell our kids when they're little what our plan and purpose is or why we may discipline them or why we may teach them or why we may uh, require some uh, chore for them to do? They may not fully understand it, but we do. A parent does. And we're thinking of it for their good. Again, magnify that a thousand times. How much more does God? He knows all things. He knows what 
that's needed in your life and mine. That's the reason it says, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. He knows what's needed in your life. It may be different than what's needed in my life, but God's going to use it according to what we individually need in order to become more like Christ. And we can thank him for it. We can thank him for it. So again, going back to this verse, let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you're called in one body, and be ye thankful. All oh, the blessing of letting that truth be put to practice and applied in our lives. The difference it would make for our lives. So I don't know what all each and every one of you are going through. I know a little bit of what some of you are going through. Some of you know some of the stuff that me and I are going through. But this principle, this biblical truth is applied to all of us. And we can rest in it. Let's let the peace of God rule to his glory. And whatever is for his glory is for our good. He's a good God. And he cares about us. So let's trust him. Let's trust him. Let's rest with his peace. Let's bow for a word of prayer. With every head bowed and every eye closed. I don't know what for sure what's going on in your life. And also those that are watching through live stream. What you're going, what's going on in your life. But be rest assured. This biblical truth is for you. So whatever you're dealing with right now. Cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, this is hurt. This hurts. I'm really struggling about this. Painful. I'm anxious. I'm worried. Trust a loving, sovereign God that He will use it in your life for His glory. Father, have your will and way in our lives. We praise you for all that you are. We praise you for your sovereignty. We praise you for your holiness. We praise you for your deep, unending, faithful love. Oh, Father, may we get a greater glimpse of how great a God that you are. And in Christ's name we ask it. Amen.